2: It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op, offering fuel, food and drinks on Highway 13, Arcola Co-op, you're at home here. Today we have our usual Friday outlook on grain markets. Canola took a nosedive while wheat rose 10 cents a bushel this week, but it was very volatile. Canada's food professor discusses the cyber attack on JBS meat processing plants. We have a look at crops in Manitoba, the Manitoba Crop Report. Real agriculture talks about insect problems in wheat like the wheat midge. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director
1: Jim Smalley.
2: This portion of Saskatchewan agriculture today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1 800 324 7778. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank. Call Mazank 306 721 6667. Grain markets were mixed this week. Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial, Adam Picallo, says canola dropped $51 per metric ton this week, while spring wheat futures gained $0.10 a bushel.
3: Well, Jim, definitely a lot of volatility to say the least. Starting off on the canola front, November canola declined approximately $51 a ton. We have actually saw earlier this month On June 8th was the high for November canola, reached close to $780 a ton. Now we're sitting approximately at $695 a ton. So uh, a definite kind of shift in trend here right now. When it comes to Minneapolis wheat, we're higher approximately $0.10 on the week. So Minneapolis wheat has held an actually... You know fairly well there's been really threatening weather forecast for spring wheat areas in the U S. and the talk that the market might have overextended the downside yesterday. Everything has been recovering here. Yesterday was quite a big day for for this oilseed markets again spilling over onto canola. Soybeans were down approximately over a dollar a bushel, dollar twenty at one point. Uh, soybean oil limit down as well too, so definitely dragging down all of the grains as well too. Corn down forty cents limit, but today here for Friday we're seeing a quite a nice bounce here. Wheat is up over twenty cents as we're talking here mid morning. Canola is up twenty seven dollars a ton. Beans are up fifty five. cents cents a bushel corn's up 30 cents a bushel so a nice rebound definitely on the day
2: so what's the factors pushing down canola and raising wheat up what are the factors this week
3: well, starting off again, like on on the canola front, the oil seed markets have been kind of the main factor. There has obviously been some decent kind of rains come across the prairies as well too, but for a lot of the the main spring wheat growing areas in North Dakota, it is still you know very dry kind of in those areas too. So another side of the the canola market too is that there's continued weakness in, in the palm oil futures market, and really actually a collapse in kind of a bit of the energy markets uh, on the oil front as well too this week. There was a Fed uh, announcement and as a result, the U.S. dollar has been spiking quite significantly. So that typically leads to weaker commodity prices. Now, I think there's some some other market factors at, at work right now. So on the day here, um, I don't think that's really something to be looking at. But Overall here again a lot of I would say long liquidation selling across the markets here this week. And the question now is I guess whether or not we've seen a bit of a low here and we're gonna see some funds coming back in or you know if there'll be some positive rains and you know if the market might continue sliding next week.
2: Adam Picallo is a commodity futures advisor with PI Financial. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-Inch eavesdrops. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavestroughs.ca and Co-op Hail Insurance. They've been there for farmers for over 75 years and they'll be there for you. A total of 18 resolutions were approved at this week's annual meeting of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association. General Manager Chad McPherson says the resolutions dealt with various issues, including an encouragement for more meat processing.
4: Some of the more interesting ones, like on the livestock processing resolution, the province has a goal of doubling processing capacity provincially by 2030. Currently, the value-added programs that are available are capped to investments of $10 million. So there's different processing facilities that would be ineligible and there's no programmings available or programs currently available. So we're asking the province to look at offering tax rebates, utility discounts and water discounts to help incentivize investors to build in Saskatchewan. I guess it, currently in Saskatchewan, we have no federal packing capacity and with the COVID pandemic, there's been a lot more people trying to book animals and it's t- difficult to get in. So it's just really shining the delight on the shortage of processing in Saskatchewan.
2: There was a resolution on prairie dogs. What does it say? Prairie dogs is kind of a complicated issue
4: because there's not too many of them. Most of them are located within the boundary of Grasslands National Park, but uh, landowners are getting concerned about them spreading out, and they're currently a protected species. So we, had, we passed a couple of resolutions, actually, in, partic- in, in regards to prairie dogs. One was asking for crop insurance coverage on native grasslands, Another one was for streamlining the permitting process for uh, dealing with prairie dogs outside of the Grasslands National Park.
2: Outline what the carbon protocol resolution said.
4: We also passed a resolution asking for uh, the federal and provincial governments to invest in development of carbon protocols for ag- agricultural carbon protocols in the next round of the Canadian Ag Partnership. Currently, there's no uh, funding available for industry to invest in the development of protocols, and without the establishment of protocols agricultural producers aren't be able to be recognized for the carbon they're sequestering or to participate in the carbon
2: market. There was a resolution on orphan oil wells. What was the concern there?
4: Last year, the federal government announced uh, $400 million for the government of Saskatchewan to invest in cleaning up oil wells. And I guess in the original release, it focused on orphan wells, but when we started investigating it, it was actually not going towards orphan wells because there's an orphan oil, oil fund in Saskatchewan that was going to uh, decommission low producing oil wells that were currently owned. And we felt that was unfair in a way because there's these existing oil wells that nobody has any financial stake in and are a liability for landowners and we'd like them clean up on the, out in the landscape.
2: Some other resolutions talked about dealer bonding levels, intensive livestock permits. For the last few years there's been
4: quite a bit of discussion around growing the value added sector, including intensive livestock operations in Saskatchewan and as of right now the the process is a little bit unpredictable so uh, different project investors go and spend a lot of money to buy land or do geotechnical reports and things along those lines and then they run into a roadblock and so we're just asking for a more clear process to have ILOs streamlined and and approved in the province to encourage investment. We we passed a resolution to uh, have the federal government reconsider how they assess endangered species. Currently, species are assessed on populations based on political boundaries. And as we all know, species don't follow political boundaries. So we would rather them look at the overall health of a species versus just what's in Canada. Because right now, lots of species get added to the endangered species list. And, you know, they're hunted on the other side of the 49th parallel. So we just would like that process reevaluated to make it more... Reflective of the overall health of a species. So, we're not spending money protecting species that there's no action happening south in the United States.
2: And I believe the last resolution was referring mainly to the prairie dogs. Chad McPherson is the general manager of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association. This segment has also been brought to you by Ducks Unlimited.
1: Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com
0: update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at school.com.
5: I have here with me Tyler West, who is a field crop entomologist with Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada in Saskatoon. How's it going today?
6: going well how are you doing today Kara?
5: I am doing great now uh, we are going to talk about an insect that you have spent a lot of time researching on I know it is uh, one of the top ones on your list probably it is wheat midge it is uh, I've seen some of the forecasts across the prairies looks like it could be kind of a tricky year for wheat midge do you have any comments on that?
6: It could be a tricky year for wheat midge I like the way you put that so uh, every year, the the province and, uh, and Sask Wheat in Saskatchewan and, uh, you know, the other wheat commodity groups in the other provinces, um, they go out and they take scoops of dirt from the field and they look for wheat midge overwintering cocoons. And then they make a wheat midge forecast. And so the forecast for the last few years has been pretty low. Let's use green as the color that keeps showing up, but this year there was a lot of red showing up, and so conditions have been conducive to wheat midge population increases. And so, wheat midge though is really tied to spring weather. So, everything I know about wheat midge is based on the work of scientists before me at Agriculture and Agri Food Canada, and uh, what they taught us about wheat midge is that we need about 25 millimeters of rain in the spring to get those overwintering wheat midge cocoons to develop into adults that will coincide with the the spring wheat. And so the same rain that gets the spring wheat out of the ground also gets the wheat midge out of the ground. About the last week in June is when the wheat midge starts to come out. So if you're out there scouting, Um, you need to be out there at dawn or dusk. Eight o'clock is a good time because you can still see and the wheat midge start to come out. So you're looking for a calm evening with uh, not a whole lot of wind and some decent humidity, and those wheat midge come up out of the canopy and the females start looking around for places on the heads to lay eggs. And so what you're looking for there is look at about ten heads, and if you see one wheat midge on those ten heads, that is your grade threshold. If you're looking at one wheat midge on about five heads, that's your yield threshold. So one wheat midge on five heads right there is about a 15% yield loss. And so that's our economic threshold for wheat midge. So other ways that you can look for the midge besides just, you know, staring blankly at at some heads in a field is you can use a yellow sticky card. You can use a pheromone trap, and uh, that's what we do um the pheromone traps you have to order those so not everybody has one but i know that scott Mears, when he talks about scouting for wheat midge he takes a pie plate and he sprays it with some uh vegetable oil spray and he just whacks that through the canopy and if you get these little orange flies on it you can say ah the wheat meds have come out, and they're here in my field. And then you can go to your, your economic threshold method of just standing there looking for them. Because you don't want to just stand there looking for them if they're not really out in your field yet. So it is detect them, and then detect your economic threshold.
5: Well, and of course, you're, you're not seeing them yet. But you want to talk about the importance of setting those traps out and kind of being ahead of the game if you can. Because wheat meds can get out of control, correct?
6: They can, yeah. You don't need to worry about wheat midge, though, until your wheat is starting to head. So you get that boot, and as soon as the boot splits, that's the danger zone for wheat midge. So we're looking Zadok stage about 50 to 60. Uh, because as soon as, well, about halfway through anthesis, the wheat midge heads, or the wheat heads become more resistant to the wheat midge and they really don't do very well on them. So some of Bob Elliott and Owen Olfert's earlier work showed that the survival of the wheat midge on kind of post-anthesis wheat is just way down there.
5: And environmental conditions, what, what is the wheat midge like?
6: Wheatmedge likes it wet, so 25 millimeters of rain through the spring, which can come in one big dump, or it can come in a few smaller ones, and that's what it needs to get going. It'll like moisture through the, uh, through the growing season, too. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many
1: others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The
2: Source, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, mainly cloudy, 30% chance of showers early this afternoon, wind northwest 30, the high today 23, the low 10. Saturday, mainly cloudy, the high tomorrow 24, the low 11 degrees. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high 17, the low 5. Monday, sunny, the high 20, the low 9. Tuesday, sunny, the high 26, the low 13. Wednesday, sunny, the high 30, the low 16. Thursday, sunny sky. The high twenty-eight. Normal high for this date twenty-four. The normal low is ten. The sun rose at four forty-six this morning. It sets at nine thirteen tonight. And around the province, the hot spot in the southwest corner, Val is at twenty degrees. The cold spot up north, northern grain belt, Spiritwood, at twelve. Estevan is nineteen. Saskatoon sixteen. Swift Current fifteen. Weyburn eighteen. Yorkton is sixteen. Regina, cloudy and 18, that's 64 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the northwest at 24, gusting to 40. Humidity is 57%. The barometer falling 101.7. Cloudy and Moose Jaw, 17 degrees. Winds are from the northwest at 28, gusting to 39. Once again, Regina, cloudy and 18, that's 64 Fahrenheit back in a moment.
1: This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley.
2: This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, mcdougalauctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. Canada's food professor is describing the recent cyber attack on JBS as a Tylenol moment for the food industry. The huge meat processing company, which has plants around the world, was recently the target of a cyber attack. It forced the company to shut down several plants, including the one in Brooks, Alberta, for at least 24 hours until it regained control of its computer system. The company later revealed it paid an $11 million ransom to Russian-based hackers who launched the attack. Dr. Sylvain Charlebois at Dalhousie says it's a wake-up call for the food sector.
0: Well, back in 1982, uh, uh, I, I, there were... There were some people actually poisoning, uh, Tylenol bottles. They actually aimed, uh, at Tylenol and as a result, they put poison in some bottles and as a result, some people died, over seven or eight people, I believe. And in those days, uh, packaging policies were very, very different. Uh, in fact, uh, I mean, you just, you were able to open up a bottle and, and you had access to pills uh that incident uh in chicago and and frankly they were copycats across the the, uh, the united states that case actually led to major changes to how uh packaging protocols were followed in in the pharmaceutical industry and that's why you're seeing uh the seals you're seeing you know, bottles that are much more, much harder to open now than than before, and uh, and it really took the industry by surprise. They didn't they didn't expect you know consumers to to, to become uh, a risk factor. Well, that's kind of what's going on right now with the food industry with with hackers. Uh, I mean, it is a traditional industry. Uh, we often think about food safety, pathogens, allergens. And these are natural things to think about, but when it comes to uh, cybersecurity, it's not necessarily natural. Uh, At least I've been I've been following the industry for 25 years, and uh, and I've barely heard any discussions about food uh, cybersecurity. And so I think it's this is a bit of a wake up call for uh, for the sector.
2: Charlebois has given the huge implications that a prolonged shutdown at a company like JBS would have on the world's food supply, very little is being said about it. JBS has been criticized for paying a ransom to unlock its computers, but Charlebois' company executives were left with no choice.
0: Well, given how prepared they were, uh, absolutely they didn't have much of a choice. Uh, and that's the problem. I mean, uh, you, you can easily think of uh, other major processors in the country like McCain, Maple Leaf, uh, LaSonde. I mean, you can go on and on. Uh, Viterra, Out West. I mean, uh, you had, there's a lot of, there are many, many processors that could easily be targeted by, by, um, by hackers. And, and that's, that's certainly a, a problem. And if you go on the Canadian Food Inspection Agency website, Uh, There's absolutely zero mention of cyber security, cyber threats, anything. And to me, uh, that's certainly something that uh, the
1: CFI should be thinking about.
2: That's Dr. Sylvain Charlebois at Dalhousie University. He's Canada's food professor.
1: You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The
2: Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And SMHI, landowners, SMHI provides continuous coverage at cost. Contact your RM office today. Municipal hail, farmers, insuring farmers. Seating has wrapped up in Manitoba. Manitoba Agriculture Crop Adaptation Specialist Amir Farouk says most parts of western Manitoba received rain late last week.
7: We got some good rain, uh, like uh, from 45 millimetre to 115 millimetre rain. In Newdale, St. Lazar, these areas got close to 115 millimetre. And uh, most of other region uh, overall, we got 40 plus millimetre rain. So it was very good rain. And uh, most of area, as you know, that uh, we were very dry. So uh, this rain is helping a lot. But in some areas, there was little bit uh, uh, like uh, overland flooding in some fields, and uh, there was uh, some excess moisture issues. But that was not uh, very common, and th- that was in just few fields, and and also in the low low lying areas. But overall, this uh, moisture will help uh, to grow the crops. Uh, there are some crusting issues in some reseeding crops. In canola, uh, but there, they, 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 are also some isolated fields, uh, not uh, very much. So overall, uh, we are uh, uh, good in moisture conditions right now, uh, for for the time being.
2: Farmers are keeping busy spraying for weeds,
7: doing their herbicide applications. Uh, as I mentioned that uh, la- last week, there are some producers, there are some reports and close to in that area in the in the Rossburn and where we got lot of rain like 4 to 5 inches so they had some issues for the <clears throat> field access issues for the herbicide spray and uh, i was talking to one producer he said that he has some issues with the ruts when he is going to the field but uh, this week uh, hopefully <clears throat> uh, our maximum herbicide spray will be done so Uh, in like uh, in cereals mostly 50 to 60 percent or more than that herbicide spray application is already completed uh, in spring cereals and in canola is also we are close to 40 to 50 percent done so hopefully in this week is uh, our most like kind of uh, herbicide application week because after good moisture everybody is Uh, Weeds are also coming along with the crop, so everybody is thinking to complete the herbicide application.
2: Farooq has an update on winter cereals in western Manitoba.
7: Winter cereals are uh, on heading in most of places, fall rye and winter wheat, but its crops look below average like due to early dry weather conditions, so it's short. And uh, height is is not that as normal crop. So it looks uh, less than average.
2: Insects are a problem in some areas.
7: In in the crops, like, we have still uh, flea beetle issue. uh, still going on, and producers are spraying. Even uh, yesterday, I was talking some producers in Minidosa area and Rossburn area. And uh, they are still... uh, Applying uh, insecticides for flea beetle. So flea beetle is kind of issue. So, but hopefully end of June, uh, this flea beetle will be uh, like uh, it will be go gone. So hopefully uh, we will be better in next couple of weeks. But still you are right. We have some flea beetle issues. There are some reports of cutworm as well in sunflower in the southwest end but uh, is not uh, that uh, bad as compared to flea beetles
2: amir Farouk is a crop adaptation specialist with manitoba agriculture based in hamiota the market updates with jim smalley on the source 620 ckrm Market Update brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And brought to you by Sask Pork, Saskatchewan's growing and vibrant hog industry creates economic spin-offs and career opportunities in our rural communities. Find out more, visit saskpork.com. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading today. Canola rose seventeen dollars forty cents at six hundred fifty six thirty seven. One red spring wheat gained two dollars eighty six cents at three hundred eighteen seventy five. The rest were unchanged. Durham three hundred seventeen eighty three. Feed barley two hundred fifty four dollars sixty five cents. Flax six seventy seven ninety four. Lentils seven hundred thirty seven fifty. Oats, two hundred six dollars fifty three cents. Yellow peas, three twenty eight fifty seven. Feed wheat, two thirty eight eighty four. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, spring wheat rose eleven and a quarter cents this morning at seven sixty two and a half cent a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn eight four two forty five seventy four. And now the latest livestock quotes. This is Grant Barnett with the market report. Hardline livestock here in Mooshta, uh, three hundred and thirty on offered our Tuesday regular sale. This cow market it looked much the same as it was here last week. These good, big, strong cows. are a dollar three, right up to a dollar ten, twelve on the top top end. Medium hay fed cows from ninety-four to a dollar two. The good bulls a dollar five to twelve sales rate up to a dollar sixteen seventy five this year little market it looked a little stronger here. We did sell nineteen red and black heifers, nine hundred and sixteen pounds for one sixty nine and fifty for $1. fifteen hundred and fifty two dollars apiece. They came from the McDades up there in the imperial country. This is Grandpa Barnet reporting let 's have one great afternoon. And now, the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. This is for both SIG 4, the Brandon plant, and BP 4, TCP 4, the Moose Jaw plant. It's $254.06 per CKG. That's today's quote. Coming up, the Resource Report.
1: This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620
2: CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. BHP has released an outlook on the potash market. The outlook is designed for the medium and long-term investor. It points to potash as a commodity well-suited for global megatrends, including decarbonization. The outlook says there is ongoing demand, with a clear upside for investors. BHP expects demand to absorb excess capacity in potash during the next decade, and much of the new demand will be met from Canada. BHP also points to a strong likelihood of market expansion in coming decades. BHP adds its Janssen potash project remains subject to BHP board approval and is on track to be presented to the board for a final investment decision in the coming months. BHP says Saskatchewan has long been a global leader in potash production in spite of market fluctuations, and the company believes the Janssen project is the best undeveloped resource in the world's best potash basin. On the markets, the TSX is down 46 points at 20,097. The Dow has fallen 422 points at 33,400. Oil is up 40 cents at 71.18 a barrel. The Canadian dollar has fallen 54 one-hundredths of a cent at 80.41 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit gowancanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been
1: listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.